0: Welcome to the podcast, I'm here with Arlene Gill. She is the broker owner of Netlending, your lender for life. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, John, so happy to be here with you today, finally after a a few months away. Yes,
0: let's get started. This is the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. I am your host, John Maddox, welcome to the show. All right, so Arlene, you do non non-QM loans. We do Tell non-QM me a little loans. bit about like how you got into non-QM.
1: How I got into non-QM loans. Um, it's actually kind of a it's a it's a bit of an interesting story. It was in two thousand thirteen. I had a client, actually a friend more than anything, a friend acquaintance, mm-hmm. uh, reach out to me, asking me, "Hey, Arlene, you're a mortgage broker, right?" I said, "Yes, actually, I am." um we knew each other more than anything from school Mm -hmm. and this poor man had um immigrated from south africa with his family a few years prior to that very well established attorney Mm -hmm. um and he moved here from south africa and even though his income was um you know substantial substantial income um on paper he was reflecting a loss of if memory serves me, I don't know, maybe about forty-five thousand negative every single month. So he went; he had been to five different lenders, and not only did he, you know, waste a ton of time, um, he still wasn't able to purchase the house that he was living in. He had been living in that house for about three to four years, mm-hmm. um, and it was perfect uh, situation for his family, and he wanted to purchase that house. So um, at that point. I was able to help him. It was a very difficult loan. It took us about close to 90 days to get mm-hmm. it closed. But after you know going to five lenders, the the client was more than happy um, yeah. because in the end he got what he was looking for. The end result was finally being able to purchase here.
0: That's great. Mm-hmm. So you kind of saved the day.
1: Oh uh, I think After. he's i think he was happy yeah yeah
0: that's great <laughs> that's what I love about non-QM, too is you know not they don't always take ninety days, but sometimes when they do and the borrower is just so grateful, a lot of times they refer you business they tell your they become kind of like an evangelist about you as a per, as a broker and they're like right. you've got to try Arlene or you've got to try absolutely you know this lender because they got me when no one else could get me a you know, loan, and so it just it really shines um you know when you can get these kind of loans done. So I love that.
1: Absolutely, and no, Nakum loans never, never, ever really take 90 days. In this situation, mm-hmm. it was there was a lot of moving parts where he was selling um, a business here, um, as well as a business where he was originally from. So there was just a lot of moving parts. Fun- funds coming from Australia that we had to source. So there were a lot of moving parts, which yeah. complicated the the transaction. But in reality. Um, non-QM loans always close in 30 or less days mm-hmm. yeah
0: absolutely um and so what like what uh how did you find that borrower was it a referral to you or
1: that borrower specifically was kind of an accident he was more that he was f- so frustrated he was kind of like just swimming uphill calling and all different people right and right right exactly and um again he was an acquaintance and um you know he became a, a client for life that's
0: great <laughs> Well, that, that's that's good when you can get it closed, and they usually are happy, so that's good. Um, what are some of the challenges that you've faced with non-QM, and how has that evolved maybe over the last couple of years that you've been doing it?
1: The challenges sometimes are when you have to explain to a client um, why their rate is slightly higher
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, when they have a substantial amount of liquid assets mm-hmm. in their bank accounts, when they have a you know, 780 plus FICO score when they're putting 25 percent down. Right. They don't always understand why. Why am I not getting that? You know that rate that I see advertised mm-hmm. at my bank when like I Quicken you know, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, because you know they 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 won't be able to do that type of financing. It's two right. different two different worlds altogether. The traditional and the non-traditional.
0: So, how do you usually tackle that question? if they're like I can't why can't I get a 2.75 rate like how do you usually answer it uh,
1: typically I did it's 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 a simple it's a simple explanation you know we're mm-hmm. not we're not going the traditional route yeah. we're not we're not using your tax returns in order mm-hmm. to qualify for this mortgage whereas typically you know any of these institutions that you see these rates advertised would you know it's the first thing they're going to ask you right. this is common sense underwriting versus you know this little box box. you fit in the box wonderful Mm -hmm. you don't fit in the box little hair outside the box you don't get a (laughs) loan yep
0: yep, yeah that's good yeah i always like to kind of add in there you know if you were w-2'd right and you were paying all these taxes every month and weren't able to do all these write-offs you know you'd pay a lot more in taxes Mm -hmm. but you would uh maybe save a little bit on the interest rate so what would you prefer would you rather pay more you know if you could Compare apples to apples. Would you rather pay more taxes and get a little bit lower rate, or would you rather save on your taxes and enjoy the all the perks from a, as an entrepreneur, or as a self-employed person, or someone who has assets only, or you know, versus someone that just has a W-2 job? It's just, it's a, it's so that's kind of how I approach it usually. But I think there's so many ways that you can do it, and uh, usually they they kind of get a, they come around, right? You kind of like have they do. to. At first, like it's not fair, like I you know, but once you tell them. The reasons behind it—they kind of they usually they'll get it if you do a good job, right? They do.
1: And I find myself having that conversation uh, very frequently, and and breaking it down for them as, um, well, if we were to go the traditional route, this is what, um, this is the tax implication that you yeah. would have, and none of that is going, to your equity to your home, right. right? Yeah. Whereas if we go this route, everything's going into your equity, into into your house. and they understand that very quickly once you bring up the tax implications yeah yeah they they know
0: why they're and most most of them i think entrepreneurs in general like really enjoy that tax break right like they get to write their car off they get to write off all these other things so um that's you know that's a benefit for non-qm and that's usually what we deal with a lot of self-employed borrowers and and all that so one of the cool things about um, non kim we talked about is, you know, you get referrals, right? Like, so when you do a non kim loan for one borrower, often they'll tell their friends or family, other people that they know that are, like, peers, like other entrepreneurs, other business, you know, self-employed business owners. Um, but, you know, we were talking earlier about how do you get in with just a few of them first. And so I think some... You know, some people who do a lot of agency or government loans, they're so used to the W-2 borrowers. They're not, you know, they don't really know where to find some of these self-employed borrowers, right? So do you have any advice to kind of give to other people maybe watching that would say, like, maybe I should try this strategy to find some self-employed borrowers or business owners? Like anything you've done in the past that kind of stands out? Do you have a marketing piece or do you just like network with people? Like, what's been something that maybe has worked for you?
1: Um, networking, definitely. I think um, financial planners and uh, CPAs mm-hmm. are the best route um, to go if you want to break into the non QM yeah. arena. Um, they're typically the people that know exactly how people's finances are structured and who can benefit from yeah. a non QM product versus a traditional agency product
0: i've gone as far as just going to like a happy hour or lunch with of course an an, accountant and just telling them about the product and they're like
1: what this exists they didn't know they have no idea right right and then
0: they can think of oh i just did mr jones taxes or mrs smith's taxes and now they can go back and like you should probably do this i know you have you know either you paid cash for your house and now you can leverage it or you know, you did this, this, or this, or that, and now they they're stoked because they can give a referral to you know their client, and then vice versa, and you. Especially if you do if you do your taxes with a good accountant, then sometimes that's an easy way in. Right, a good accountant. Right,
1: many of these loans are really created around conversations. You know, I, I'll mm-hmm. call them t- table conversations when people start to to you know share. Oh, I tried to do this, but I can't because my taxes are structured in such a way. Well, that is. Kind of like a little you know red light yep to ask more questions pro pro for more questions and that's how I have found a lot of uh, non-QM business
0: any other are there any other ways that you might get non-QM business do you do any marketing like do you I know you talked about being uh, very pro marketing like maybe web like in a net lending I don't know if that has to do anything to do with the internet but do you ever put any net like web uh, marketing out and google ads or anything like that or is there any other thing besides just sort of you know back and forth with people you know face to face or is there something else that works maybe
1: i think i think nothing works better than your last client and i know that a lot of people don't want to hear that they want to hear that that there's a magic answer there's a magic you know a little switch that you can just turn on and off and business pours in mm-hmm. um no uh, i i wish i knew because i would be flipping that switch too <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so start with one right you could start with one client and then hopefully that and maximize be like that client right. you know
1: give them the nordstrom experience it's just like fun loans is always giving me you know mm-hmm. the nordstrom neiman marcus experience like right. i was telling you um and that is that's that's the best way to market yourself right. your work is should be your marketing piece
0: right yeah, because people do like to tell people about when they get a good experience, right? Of course. And they tell people when they get a terrible experience. That's oh,
1: that, that one's going to go even further. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's going to be a huge marketing piece if you don't do a good yeah, job. You or, yeah, you don't want that. No, you don't want um,
0: that. So we, you know, we, you're know, you kind of saying what you look for in a non-QM lender, but is there anything else that you look for, like more product? Or like what do you like about non-QM lenders? Like, was there something that stands out that you look for?
1: What I look for in a lender is what I have found – in fund loans which is responsiveness um product Mm -hmm. variety competitive rates Mm -hmm. incredible service incredible service um honesty Mm -hmm. i always know where my file is at when there's a problem immediately i know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so i know how to how to navigate and when you know how to navigate you have better control of transaction and you're able to provide a much better experience for your for your client which then translate in translates into additional business That's
0: good and yeah. that's how
1: you grow your business
0: kind of goes back to what we, we were just saying right too. um have you accessed our text message alerts yet have you, no. did you know about that
1: no i didn't know about that
0: dave, dave. <laughs> <laughs> no we're, we, we rolled it out a little bit ago but we've been testing it so if your loan gets approved or when it gets approved and when oh, it wow. funds you get a text message so you know, as soon as the funder hits the fund button, that you're loan funded. It's amazing. So, make sure Te- you ask technology.
1: Make sure yeah. you ask
0: Alex about that later. Yeah, like a favorite failure you might have.
1: Um, yes, so definitely, we all have failures that we can learn from. Failures are the the best things to a learn great from. Teacher, exactly, right? a great teacher. Um, I got started in this business pretty young, at 25, mm-hmm. and my my the way I saw my business. Um, the younger me was like the agency loans very transactional mm-hmm. you know get this client
0: make your commission on, next. make my commission
1: goodbye next exactly right. and um i did very well very well quickly burned out and mm-hmm. i left the industry before the before the crash before the meltdown i left uh december 2006 okay and I decided to follow my passion. <laughs> you know, they say follow your passion. Follow I your did the passion. Same thing, so right, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll
0: swap stories later, but keep going.
1: Um, so my passion animals. And I moved to LA. I took off the business suit, which mm-hmm. we, you know, we all wore business suits back then, and I put right. on the, the the beach bum dress and my flip-flops. <laughs> I leased a house in Manhattan Beach and I took my kids with me. Nice. Literally moved like from one month to the other. And um and I created a dog grooming line which i was very proud of um the first usda certified organic line in the country yeah so i was able to get it into all the petcos across the country and was doing phenomenally well and all of a sudden i was bought out my shelf space was bought out by a huge company wow and my business was dead literally like almost from one day to the next it was dead got depressed We all have to go through that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Got back up, you know, a week later, and I said, well, what do I know how to do? Yep. You know, so I went right back to doing mortgages. Mm -hmm. But this time, um, I found myself, after I was, you know, beat down, went through my failure, I found myself really having a different approach to my business. And that's how your lender for life came to be. Because now I'm very much vested in each and every one of our clients and Mm -hmm. their financial future. And that has given me um, a very different perspective and motivation to help my team, build my team, grow my company, and and help people, That's really help people.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of what we're doing. It's rewarding, right? When we help someone, when they close on their house and they get that new house and they're so happy, and or you save them that money or you gave them that cash to build their business or whatever it is, we're doing something that's rewarding, right? And so I think that that's amazing to hear that you know that has impacted you and you learn from those things and now you're just continuing that and it's that's a great thing. So I know you're gonna have clients for life. I'm sure you already do. So. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Please like, share, subscribe. Also, comment below if you have any questions for Arlene. Reach out to her. If you're looking for a loan, you can always call Arlene, right? Always, always. She'll take great care of you. Maybe she'll (laughs) send it to Fun Loans. We'll see. (laughs) But thanks for joining, and we'll see you on the next podcast.